Here's another banging podcast from the D and Jono Show. Mondays, 6 till 7 p.m. on Joy 94.9. Yeah, yeah, we know it's Monday. We used to hate it too. But that was before we had our very own show on our now favourite day of the week. It doesn't get any bloody better than this, mates. Welcome to the D and Jono Show, coming to you live and streaming globally from the queer epicentre of Australia, Joy 94.9. For the next hour and only for the next hour, we are going to unpack on a big issue that has us talking. Will we agree? Probably not. Will there be a storm out? Possibly. Will D flip a table? Likely. Will Jono panic press the wrong buttons? Yep. And oofty doofty. Get ready, friends. This, this is, is us. This is you, and this is now. I don't like Mondays. I love them. Hello and welcome to the D and Jono Show on Joy 94.9. My name's Dee Mason and I'm all alone in Studio 3 as my beautiful friend and co-host, Australia's John O'Hara, is in Sydney, sadly for the funeral of his dear friend and theatre star Michael Falzon, who died tragically a short while ago at the age of 48. The thoughts of all of us at Joy 94.9 are with Michael's wife Jane and all his friends and family who are having to grapple with the difficulties, not just of losing somebody so amazing so young, but of sending him off in these really troubling COVID times. Of course, John headed up to Sydney before the announcement that the New South Wales border will close tonight and we'll check in on with him in a little bit later in the show. I can confirm I spoke to lovely John earlier today and he's had all the testing done and he's keeping it COVID compliant up there. But while he's up there, he is driving around in in Sydney in a Victorian plated car, so that's not entirely perfect for him. Um... Yes, I say I'm all alone, but uh, as Warren uh, from Anastasia and Warren have uh, has spilt the beans, I am in here with the lovely Patty Smith, not the artist, but the four-legged dog. I will do my best to snap a photo of her. I think it's probably illegal to have her in here, but I needed a support animal because I don't have John O'Hara, Australia's John O'Hara. Slide on your Mondays and get into it. This is the D and John O Show on Joy ninety four point nine. Oh, you are with Dee and Jono on Joy 94.9. Jono's not with us. He's up in Sydney. I just got a beautiful text from our dear friend, Ando, from Annie and Ando. I very rarely hear them anymore because they're on very early in the mornings from 6 till 7am weekdays. Ando says, oh, Dee, sending extra large hugs to Jono. We can always take my ute up and do a rescue mission to bring him back. That's not true, Ando, if you followed the uh, Daniel Andrews Announcements: We will not be able to travel to New South Wales after midnight tonight, I believe. Although I noticed uh, Randall just said in the news it was midnight tomorrow. So I, I feel informed, but I still feel confused. Uh, but uh, if you are listening from Victoria, I hope you like it because I think we're staying here in the naughty corner for a little bit of time. Devastating news this morning out of not only uh, the poor folks in the just awful news that those towers have been locked down. It would be an horrific time in there as it is for all of us worrying about them. Um, I'm sure you, as I, have been madly Googling ways we can help, places we can um, donate to. I'm sure that the issue of getting services and food and assistance and mental health support and all the things that are needed in those lockdown areas 
there's greater minds than mine that are on the issue. But if you are listening and you happen to know ways that we can help, then please do um, pass that message through me here now on 0427JOY949 and I will certainly try and get our wonderful community behind whatever's going on. Do you know what? I'm, I do care for all of the people and the, the fear that they will get the COVID or spread it worse. Um, I am most concerned also for the animals. There are, must be hundreds of dogs and cats and birds and fish in, in that high rise. So I'm not sure I would take a dog myself. I'm sure all of us would. So if anybody's got any information on how we can help, then please do email us on air at joy.org.au and see if we can't help out a little bit between now and uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Gosh, here we go. Um, and extra love to Jono. I don't know who that's from. Oh, it's from Ando. Well, yes, obviously. Extra love to Jono. None coming to me, obviously. If you want to text me, that would be very helpful. I don't think I've done a full D and Jono show by myself. But now, let me explain to you the way that D and Jono works. It's a post-drive slot. It's from 6 till 7 uh, on Mondays, the most fun of all days. And what we, we're endeavouring to do is to pick an issue that we think is significant in the community, not just the LGBTIQA plus community, but the community broadly. And then we just want to pick the bones of that issue, the the um, the shtick being that uh, John and I will pick an issue based on feedback from the community and then we will research it ourselves and then pick somebody from our own, you know, networks or somebody that we've found to interview on the subject. Um, this week, we were always going to um, discuss the issue of failure and where I'm myself, as I sit here by myself in a massive studio with my hairy dog, hoping that that's not some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy, but it won't be because we're all here together. So failure is um, an issue that I don't think we talk about a lot and I don't think we talk about it enough, but it is something that I've become quite obsessed with uh, over recent times. Those who know me well will know that me becoming obsessed with something is not a brand new thing. I've been thinking about failure a lot lately because my current favourite podcast, and I do obsess over things, and my partner Lauren, if you are listening, will reinforce this issue, but I am obsessed currently with this podcast. It's called How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. And Elizabeth Day is, um, it's out of the UK and she's an English journalist and author with the most beautiful English accent. Um, Dead posh is the way I would describe it. You can get the uh, podcast on iTunes or Spotify, but in a nutshell, she Take somebody who is ostensibly successful or even overtly so. So um, episode one, for example, is Phoebe Waller-Bridge and she will call them up. They will go through the history of their their success in their career and then talk about, she's asked them to identify three areas in which they feel they have failed and then they talk about how their failure has helped them in their successful careers. And it really is a, it's a great way of refocusing your attention not on the success of people because looking at somebody's success breeds all sorts of things, including jealousy and, and concerns that they, they're just lucked out. Or, But when you dig into anybody's successful career, I, have, I venture that you will find a failure along the way. So this week I'm going to talk to two people to talk about their um, experiences with failure and their successful careers. Um, and... Yeah, but I, more than that, want to hear from you people. 0427JOY949 or you can email me on air at joy.org.au. I would love to hear some failure stories. Yes, feel free to give me the flip side of that. I won the national dart championships, but you know what? I pricked my finger 68 times in the lead up. 
Things like that. Um, also, I would take calls and messages of any sort of love and support, but certainly um, failure. Have you got any failure in your own life or what do you think is the world's greatest failure? You can even talk about it in the context of what we're going through at the moment. The Dee and Jono Show, Mondays, 6 till 7pm on Joy 94.9. Oh, there's Jono. You are on the Dee and Jono Show and my name's Dee Mason. Jono's not with us, but that doesn't matter because we're getting people texting in with uh, texting and emailing. Thank you for all your comments. People saying that they um, wish Jono well and keep your head in. We've got a lovely message here from Peter all the way from Kent. Is it possible? Yes, from Kent in the UK, from in England. Hello, Dee, sending you good vibes and a virtually socially distanced hug. Smiley face all the way from Kent. Failure, he says, is very important. It's how we learn absolutely true. And this bit gets me. As an alcoholic in recovery for 10 years, I know a little bit about failure, a fair bit about failure. Well, Peter, you if it's 10 years, you know an awful lot about success and perseverance, I venture. Um, Peter, my journey is that I ha- have said no to alcohol uh, 244 days ago. So I'm a, quite a way behind you. Um, and wow, good for you. And I can't believe you're li- listening all the way over there in Kent. We are talking about failure today and it's um, inverse sibling success, but mainly on failure and focusing on the way that failure helps us in our journey journey to successful lives. I um, will be talking very shortly with a special um, guest success story, Uh, but let me read this. Here we go. I just wanted to have a quick look at it before I... Here we go. Um, from a listener, hi, D. Re public housing towers in lockdown. Please pass the word on for the general public to not turn up to the towers with donations. That's very important. It is in lockdown and we do not want people turning up. It's a mess there at the moment with services, charities, government, police, interpreters, etc., all on the ground and not allowed in. It's not actually food that's needed as there are quite a few social action groups coordinating. However, there are needs to be continued. Um, I imagine that is often the case in in terms of um, natural and other humanitarian disasters, and this is bordering on one, um, that I expect that uh, offering time for charities that are delivering services would be the go. And certainly, if you have uh, a job and are employed, if you're one of the lucky few, and you can donate money to those services, I'm sure that's a thing. But whoever that is that sent that text through, keep it coming. I think that's going to be continued and I'd love to find out a way to help out in a tangible way. But today we're talking about failure and before I introduce my special guest, well, I, I'm not even going to pretend that it's a special guest. Well, it is a special guest, but I'm not going to pretend that I don't know who it is. Australia's John O'Hara is one of the country's most versatile and in-demand performers, hailing from Perth and a graduate of Whopper. John's professional music theatre highlights include Ned Schneebly in School of Rock, Bernadette in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Rodney in Dusty, Rum Tum Tugger in Cats, my personal favourite, and Roscoe Dexter in Singing in the Rain, Peter in Jesus Christ Superstar, and The Father in the 10th anniversary tour of Wicked. I heard a rumour that he might be playing the King in um, Hamilton. That's actually not true, but he should be. But let's get him on the line now. Let's see if he answers the phone to me. Oh, it makes good radio. I'm going to tell you that. Don't do this to me, Jono. No, he knows I'm calling. Thanks so much for calling. Leave a message. Oh. 
Please leave a detailed message after the tone. When you have finished... John O'Hara. Hang up. Oh, he knows that I'm He knows that I'm trying to call him. I, he might be on another call. Anyway, Jono is a success story. I met him some three months ago, probably now. Not that long ago. And um, we have become quite good friends doing this show together. But um, we, uh, he will have to call me back immediately. It's, it's the joys of um, live radio. Let's try John O'Hara again. I mean, it seemed like a good idea at the time, didn't it? Live calling people on the radio. Here he is. Pick up the phone, John. Mind you, at the same time as I'm having this massive failure with John O'Hara, people are texting in and emailing in about groups and organisations that we can follow. That actually says call failed. He might be, well, as we know, John is in Sydney um, helping with the preparations for a funeral. So it's entirely possible, don't you think, that I am not the most important person to him at the moment. I mean, we'll talk about that later. You're on Joy 94.9. You are with the D and Jono show. I am D Mason here alone this afternoon, evening with my dog, the beautiful hashtag Miss Patty Smith, who is, um, you know, COVID compliant. So I can't see why I can't bring her to work. I'm the only person here. So um, I've had a little bit of trouble getting on to the lovely John O'Hara. He's in Sydney and he's up there to help plan a funeral for his dear friend. So uh, it's possible. I mean, John, I'm not sure if they've rounded up all the Victorians and popped them on a float back to Melbourne. I hope not. Well, I hope so. But anyway, uh, Jono, when you get a chance, give us a call <laughs> if you're listening. Um, but let, speaking of, because uh, We are talking about failure this evening on the back of the fact that I'm now obsessed with a podcast called How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. Do check it out. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it might not be your cup of tea. I like it because they're they're one-hour episodes, short bites of successful people talking about why it is important that they learn from their failures. Some of the failures are crushing. Like Some people have really been hammering away the success, you know, the people that say, oh, she was an overnight success. But you, when you realize, when you go into podcasts like this, you realize people have been plugging away and failing at what they want to do. The thing that unifies all of the subjects of this, of the podcast is that they, um, sure, they're all successful because that's why they've been selected. They're all successful in the field, but that they have failed and kept going or they've kept going at something that they weren't succeeding at. Even Phoebe Wallerbridge, who it's a really excellent uh, podcast, the first one. She's done two now with Elizabeth Day. But she talks about privilege and she talks about the fact that she's a upper middle class, an upper class, if you will, um, very educated, very well looked after and... You know, she went all, to all the, univ- the posh schools and the universities and boarding school and the like. But she talks about how just because somebody has that privilege, she owns the privilege and then talks about why failing, uh, yeah, almost helped her. It's like that she, she wasn't just relying on her, um, her social status and she wasn't, she couldn't just relax into that. She had to really work very hard and then, you know, kept plugging away at what she wanted and she's been phenomenally successful as we know. But somebody else that I spoke to is Sue Maslin. So I'd like to, I didn't, she's not in the studio. I did have to, COVID compliant, record a a chat with her earlier in the day. Now we sat down to do a five minute bit and ended up speaking for 45 minutes about her amazing career. But really interesting things she had to say about failure. She's one of Australia's 
most more preeminent um, producers of film. Let me read you a little about her um, from her CV. Sue Maslin, uh, is, who has the Order of Australia, so Sue Maslin AO, is one of Australia's most successful film, television and digital content producers with a track record of creating award-winning feature and documentary films. Her most recent is the smash hit The, D- the Dressmaker, starring Kate Winslet and Judy Davis. Brilliant film. It grossed more than $20 million at the box office and garnered the highest number of nominations at the 2015 Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards, winning five, including the coveted People's Choice Award for Favourite Australian Film. Feature credits include Road to Nil, winner of the 2003 Best Feature Film at Thessaloniki International Film Festival, Japanese Story, winner of the 2003 AFI Best Feature Film Award. The list goes on and on, as well as a a tremendous amount of documentary films that she has has completed and is currently working on. Look, I sat down with her. This is a snippet of the conversation, but the rest of it will be up on our podcast later in the week. So this is my chat with Sue Maslin. Sue Maslin, thanks for joining us on Dean and Jono. Great to be here, Dean. I actually have to thank you on a couple of levels. One is that, well, you're helping me out by coming along and talking about failure, but also you tangentially are the reason that I know John O'Hara. Oh, really? Can Do you tell. Well, you introduced me in a kind of a way in that I went to your, what's the documentary? The Show Must Go On. And you had an event, I think it was a launch perhaps or a, some event at Art Centre Melbourne. And I was, I went there alone and I was sat next to a charming bald man called John O'Hara and we hit it off immediately. We were kind of naughtily, um, passing notes to each other while you were presenting your piece. Oh, fantastic. That's good to hear. Do you see yourself as a successful producer? Yes, I do. But actually, I love the idea and the opportunity to talk about failure because it is absolutely impossible to have success without failure. So looking through your CV, as I have done, I would chalk your greatest success up in terms of those external factors that people look at to the dressmaker. Yes. So tell us a bit about how successful that was in the way that other people view success in film. Well, the the dressmaker surprised everybody and even ourselves, Jocelyn and myself, uh, that it went way beyond even what we imagined. And when I say that, it uh, as a film, it generated more than $20 million at the box office, making it the 12th highest grossing Australian film of all time. But we have to put this in the context of it being a film that I was told very squarely at the outset there was no audience, no commercial audience for this film. Why? Because it was a film that was very much targeted towards a female audience. Mm. And that was not regarded as um, commercial, which is the reason it got knocked back. I'm speaking with Sue Maslin, producer of many films, including The Dressmaker. And we're talking about the issue of success v failure. And Sue Maslin's asserted to me that you cannot have a successful film without experiencing some failure. In fact, you can't succeed without having Mm -hmm. failed. I ran into you the other day and I said to you, off the top of my head, just off the cuff, I said, Sue Maslin, successful producer, have you ever suffered a um, professional failure? And you laughed like an hyena at me. (laughs) You said, I could talk all day about the failures in this business. And uh, you brought up The Road to Nil, which is a great story. Indeed. But I also mentioned to you, um, I take sort of perverse delight in 
collecting the reject letters. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I would say, you know, on a film like uh, Road to Nil or even Japanese Story and certainly The Dressmaker, those files would probably have to be about a half an inch thick usually. You, know, yep. they, they, you just get used to um, to letters of rejection. And could you wallpaper your wall well, of your office with them? quite Quite possibly. They all sit in a, uh, a lock-up down in Flemington because they okay. <laughs> amongst boxes. But just getting well, back that, to road... Well, that lock-up is now in lockdown if it's in Flemington. That's true, the yeah, lock-up and lockdown. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, look, I actually think one of the, the greatest um, gifts was failing very early in my career. And uh, this was with Road to Nil in the time when we had completed a film against all odds, a low-budget first feature film. And like so many uh, people, when you finish that film and you're ready to kind of go out into the world and you just want to get that film into cinemas, we couldn't get a single cinema that would take uh, any note of it. We were with a terrific distributor, um, Ronan Films, who had actually at that point not only done a lot of documentaries, but they'd also done Strictly Ballroom and Shine. So they'd had a lot of success, but they could not get a damn cinema (laughs) to screen our little film about four bowling ladies that flips upside down on the road to nil. It's a comedy of errors as everybody in the country town tries to get involved in sorting out the accident, but they all get it ass up. The reason we couldn't get a single cinema to take us is that the film actually had its premiere at the Melbourne Film Festival. And Melbourne Film Festival is not meant to actually do uh, reviews of films that screen at the festival. The journalists can review the festival and speak about them, but they're not meant to do film reviews. But one did. And they panned the film. They really didn't like it at all. And of course, critics tend to follow other critics. And all of a sudden, we were kind of on the nose. The film was on the nose. And... So the day that the distributor was about to ring me and say, Sue, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to go straight to video. Uh, We can't get it into a cinema. VHS. That's what it was (laughs) in those days. (laughs) And But he had a call from Village Cinemas and said, look, mate, look, as a favour, we'll give you a couple of country cinemas. Mm. Um, You know, Bendigo, Ballarat, Warrnambool, just, you know, a handful. I think there were seven. And we thought great. We've got seven country cinemas. We can't rely on the critics. We can't rely on anybody else. We are going to have to do this campaign ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I learned the hard way about how hard it is to get your film out there to the public. But we went for broke and we set up, you know, Australia's first major premiere in a country town in Bendigo. And we um, filled that cinema and, in fact, in country towns, people loved Road to Nil. We got the actors up there. All of it, We got the um, 60, not 60 Minutes, the Sunday program, Channel 9, um, 7.30 report. All of a sudden, then the papers got onto it. All of a sudden, Nil, and, mm. in fact, Pyramid Hill, where we filmed, was the place to be for that right. premiere. And that little film that started on seven cinemas, of course, filled those cinemas. People loved the movie. And when the city cinemas saw, oh, my God, what's going on here? People are flocking to see this movie. It jumped to 21 screens and we stayed in cinemas for Mm. nine months with that little film. It was a little film that could. But we, we did Everything we, you know, shamelessly, like we dressed up in drag as bowling ladies and yeah. went to the AFI awards to get photo opportunities to get the publicity out. We did trivia nights. We did 
Q&As everywhere. We got on the road and 12 months we worked that film and it was the best, best training I've ever had and it's exactly what we did on The Dressmaker as well. So in terms of failure in the lesson of failure there, Mm -hmm. was that the failure that was handed to you was the failure to get it into cinemas and then at that point somebody has to intervene to save that failure. So you need to have somebody, your Pollyanna, who goes, we can make something out of this, we can polish this dirt. Give you an opportunity and then you create you create where that opportunity can go. Absolutely. Sue Maslin, thanks so much for dropping by. Dee and Jono to have a chat with us today. Thanks, Dee. It's been um, fun. I'll put this entire conversation up on our podcast, uh, joy.org.au forward slash Dee and Jono. And um, we look forward to hearing about your next project soon. Thank you. Slide on your Mondays and get into it. This is the Dee and Jono Show on Joy 94.9. You're with Dee and Jono and Joy 94.9. That is a great little blast done by Jordan Johnson um, of me sounding outrageous. Hey, um, I'm in the studio alone, but not alone because people are texting in. It's fantastic. The warmth of the community. I've been having um, chats with Beige, who's one of our volunteers. Um, it might be BJ, but it's B-E-G. I think it's Beige, um, who has very kindly been sending in information about what we can do about the situation, how we can help. Everybody wants to know how they can help. Do you know, I was thinking earlier today that the bushfires that we had over the summer, it's a, it's a something that you can look at and go, oh, houses are burnt down. We can fix that with money and time and help. Like we can help. We all helped as best we could with money and volunteering. But the situation now that's happening more globally, but most specifically for us and our hearts are with our friends stuck in those towers in North Melbourne, we want to know as a community how we can help. And we've been told by Beach already in the first correspondence today, do not go down to the towers. Do not go down there. Don't get in the way of the police. We're all meant to be staying away from that area anyway. Um, they say there's a Facebook group called 30313051 Action to Support Residents of Public Housing in Lockdown. There are so There's so much info about ways to help and what is needed. For example, contacting state and local government with contact details, interpreting info to share. If you've got a language other than English, now's the time to use it because I think I imagine, I don't know the dem- demographics of those towers, but I expect there is a myriad of language and other needs happening as well. Um, you can donate for legal support, food banks providing tech so residents are connected. Yes, that's a great idea. If you've got spare laptops, I just don't know who's going to coordinate this, but I imagine that it will emerge soon who the central organising group are. And um, I'd love to know, Beach, if you find out anything about the dogs. Please register with the Social Justice Action Group, which is being coordinated by Drummond Street Services. It's a not-for-profit community service organisation that coincidentally also has an active queer support program. Volunteers are needed for coordinating with other services, packaging up food donations, coordinating deliveries, and they need financial donations. So, Beach, thanks so much for researching all that for us. It is important and we want to help. I mean, if you don't know what to do and you want to help the current situation for the love of God. Stay home.
You're on Joe 94.9. You're with the D and Jono show. D flying solo tonight. Can I just say thank you so much? Shout out to all our friends that are texting us in with well wishes for Jono in his venture trip up to Sydney. But also, and the lovely, sorry, Anna Murphy, I thought that when you texted him before you were Ando, because I'm short sighted as a lady of a certain age is. I wake up every morning with Anna Murphy, in fact. So I should have known it was you, Murph. Um, thank you very much for your thought. And she says, and a special um, extra hug for Jono. Well, you know, for divvying up the hugs, I don't think a man that doesn't answer his phone to a very good friend is the kind of person that we want to. Anyway, let's get him on the line. I'm sh- if he doesn't answer this, <laughs> it is over. It is over. Hello. Hello. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? You are live on air before you say your dirty words. I'm so sorry that I miss your call. You know what you should have done? You should have texted back, new phone, who dis? Who, new phone, who dis? <laughs> how are you doing, Jono? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've explained to our friends here that you are in Sydney for Michael's funeral and that you're, um, you know, doing the bits you have to do, but that you're, you're tested and you're well and you're keeping that way. But yes. it's a very um, – it doesn't feel to you – I mean, I know you're in a different environment now because it's Sydney, it's sunny and, you know, they all hate us. But here it, the vibe has shifted in the last three days, like dramatically, I find. Like in what way that everyone's just back to kind of lockdown? There's a bit of lockdown. There's a bit of uh, – I've found myself getting a little bit um, – Mrs. Jessup about people having fun in the street. I'm like, guys, people are dying and there's 3,000 people locked up in a tower. Can you just go home? This hit- is true, yeah. Because, but then I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm still travelling to Joy to do my show and travelling to my office because that's where I have to work. But I'm not touching people or going to shops. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, but you're also, you know, the rules are four rules. You're travelling to work mm. and um, and you're also, you're an official media partner. We have media passes, remember? Fancy ones. Oh, that's right. They can get us anywhere. It's <laughs> just the, and I don't mind naming and shaming, but there's a hotel. Well, I can't name it, but there's a hotel on the corner of the northwest corner of Brunswick and Johnson Street that had people f- fully pumping out of it on Saturday night. I was at work Saturday night and they just had people, there was a throng of people very dressed up. Like they're not just happening upon a pub, they're going out to have a big night out. And they were in there, no offense to, you know, well, yeah. They're in their twenties, and those people should just go home. Yep, they're the yep. they're the risk group, and they won't get yep. sick. They'll just spread it. I'm I look. I've come over all a little bit cranky pants, but that's what's happening here. <laughs> You're yelling. You're yelling at <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> I don't yell at Melbourne, Jono. Um, quite apart from the fact that you're dealing with what you're dealing with up there, and that must be awful. I did re- read out before, as I did a very nice smooth introduction to Australia's John O'Hara, and then I said, let's get him on the line now. <laughs> then <he can laughs> we got your answer phone. You asked. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. So, but Bad I thought, radio. how fabulous for, for, a, um, for a show about failure that that would happen. <laughs> I actually thought it was design it's by design. So on brand. It is. I didn't. I didn't answer on purpose. <laughs> That's all right because I very um, deftly threw to another pre-recorded piece I'd done with Sue Maslin, which was great, and I'm sure you'll listen to it in the fullness of time. But I had a really yeah, good yeah. chat, and this will inform our discussion now. I had it is coming up to six fifty on Joy ninety four point nine. I had spoke to Sue, who is a producer, and she's produced wonderful films, The Dressmaker amongst them, Japanese mm-hmm. Story, bunch of things, Road to Nil. Um, and she was talking about how 
making a film is about failing until you get it right. Do you know what I mean? Like her job as producer <sighs> is about you just keep trying what's going to work until it works. And she gave some good examples. And in the podcast extras, which I'll upload, she talks a lot about how how you can't just keep going down the road you're going on if you're not succeeding. You need to, if you're failing on that road, you need to find a way around it. And yeah. men, and, and use, adopting a mentor, like having a mentor and being a mentor are great ways to help with this path to success from failure. I read your CV out loud to our listeners and I think... Thing. Well, not the whole thing because I'm not an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I just lifted the sexy bits out. But um, do you find – I would think that you would – you present very well on paper and it looks like it's just been a huge success and on you go. But there must have been – been success, but there's been massive bumps in the road. And and I think it's – I think that's really great what Sue said. Like you're a failure until you're not. And also I think (laughs) if you you embark on a – on a artistic career, you're trying to to grow and mm. to further yourself. And so, you know, in terms of what I've done, you know, to begin with, you just want to be in a show and then you get in a show and, and then you get an understudy and then you don't want to understudy so you get a supporting role and you want to be the leading role. And, you know, there, there's so many kind of kinks in the road as you kind of head towards what your new – goal is um because you know as artistic people we're all kind of driven by by the well the drug of you know of of being better and 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 recreating yourself and 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 being creatively fulfilled so yeah there's been huge huge bumps in the road huge things i've missed out on huge performances that i've done that i haven't felt like i've nailed um terrible reviews lots of Mm. Um, you know, so, I mean, sometimes as an actor, you can think I'm perfect for that role and you don't even get a bloody audition. So. I'm imagining that the process of auditioning and not being successful in that is not a, is not necessarily a failure in your field of endeavour, is it? Is it just part of the job? If if they don't want you, it's not your failure. That's what they want. That's their bad luck. Yes, in some ways. I mean, you have to be – you get better at being rejected and, um, you know uh, – you know, I don't mind telling our listeners that you and I applied for for our for the jobs on radio, the, the full time jobs on radio, and we and we were declined. But and I felt like I was well equipped to to deal with that because I am rejected as an actor. <laughs> yes, you did say to me at the time of our rejection, you did say, "Oh, Dal, I do this for a living." I do this for a living. <laughs> and we, fl- we flipped a tiny little table, and then it was over. Flipped a tiny table. We had a drink of Fanta, and we got on with it. <laughs> Put our big girl pants on, and got on with it. Um, but I live in these big girl pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that yeah, you get you you get better at it, and I think that's why people, you know, in my in my age group are still doing it because you have to be you have to be good at taking the rejection and realizing that um that that sometimes it's not about you, it's just about you not being right for the role. But uh, but like with everything, preparation is key. If you go in and audition for something and you know you've prepared well and you didn't get the gig, then you don't you know that it's not because you didn't do a good audition. It's just because, you know, you've got – you're bald or you're too tall or you're too fat or you're too skinny or whatever it or is. Or, you know. in your case, all six. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But in your industry – you have to, at base level, have talent. That you must have come across people that you know. People say all these six. I was I was introducing when you weren't listening when you were just being a Sydney type. I was saying how I I love this podcast, How to Fail with Elizabeth Day, mm. because but she approaches successful people. So that the the 
playing field is not level. She's she's speaking to people who are already successful. They're known for something, and she's mm. talking, and they're all going on about how they've had failures in their life. So it's sort of tilted because we don't now know if there must be people out there who have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. It's just never gonna. They're never gonna succeed. They, they are going to fail. That's what I worry about when I. So I want to. I wanted to look, do a podcast about regular Joes. Who have just never got it? Just they just can't cop a break. But you know that there's that whole thing: try, try, try again, keep going until you get there. And there's all these motivational bits about you just keep going until you get what you want. But there must be people that are just banging their head against the wall. Certainly in your industry, do they just fall away? Yes, they do, and it's a, it's a heartbreaking industry in that way. But also, I think. I, you know, I've been very lucky. I've been able to pursue what I wanted to do. But I think that there are people that I know now that that kind of got to a point in the industry that went, you know, this is not going to change for me anymore, and I don't want to do the same thing anymore. So they diversify their skill set and they still work within the industry, but they kind of go into a different different avenue of it, and that's really like exciting. community radio. <laughs> like community Amateur radio. community radio. <laughs> but you know, I mean. Yeah, I think I think it's just about diversifying your skills and being yeah. honest with yourself because there's a difference between not getting the gig um, and knowing that you're good enough to get another gig or not getting the gig because that's not what you're supposed to be doing, um, mm. right? But that's hard because if it's all you've ever dreamed of, then... Have oh, you ever, have you ever missed out on something and been really shitty about it? Oh, yeah. And then realised they were right. That was not for me. Yes, I always think in hindsight when something doesn't happen for me, sometimes it, sometimes it's a year or two before I realise, oh, but then that wouldn't have happened or I wouldn't have met that person or, you know. This is I, the nice like, thing about... I went and did, yeah, I went and did Priscilla, for instance, on, on the ships out in, you know, out of America on cruise ships and I thought, oh, I'm so much better than this cruise ship <laughs> shit, you know. That's what I thought <laughs> yeah. when I left. Yeah. But then I got there and I met them, this wonderful man and we had this like very sexy um, romance and I thought, well, that's why I'm supposed to be here, to <laughs> to get all sexy with this American, you know? Yes. And I ended up having a ball. Wow. Well, that is, see, silver linings. <laughs> Shit cruise ships. I like how I got oh. a ball into that conversation, you know, yeah. a ball. And yeah. uh, that's that. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, well, gross. I know. Hey, what do you want to talk about next week? I think we've wrapped up on um, failure. I think okay. that it was an ambitious topic for two. I think we should talk about it. was about out of control ambitious I, for one. <laughs> and thanks oh, for your support sorry, earlier in the show. I, yeah, thanks for being there for me. What a mm. what a prick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like maybe we should talk about something... Um, up? Something up. Something funny. Something fun. I like. want people to... I reckon people should... Go on, you were going to say something, like... Oh, I don't don't know. I'm trying to think as I speak, you know, like... I don't know. What are you thinking? We'll come up with something good. Like, we are still on air, just so as you know, just in case you've decided to crack a beer and relax. Um, But I do (laughs) want to... Did anyone text you? (laughs) Yes. I've had had lovely texts and Ando sent you a lovely message. Did he? Yeah, I might screen grab them for you and send them on. He's gorgeous. Anna Murphy supported us. It's lovely. And oh, we've got a lovely listener called You know Beach. who's a good, good egg? Anna Murphy. She you know always yeah, she's a, yeah, yeah, she's good. Good egg. Yeah, she's getting involved. I like it. Um, yeah. um, we've got a listener called Beach, 
Because you haven't, you've, you're away. So your neighbourhood, I know you're from that area, is obviously lockdown. in lockdown. But Beach has been very, very diligently forwarding through information on how we can help, like where we can put our money, where we can direct our efforts. And the main message for today is do not go down to the towers. You cannot help. You will be in the way. Please send money. I live right near the towers. So. Yeah. Well, no. not right now. Sydney either. love. You're a Sydney sider now. Yeah, I live in Sydney. I'm never coming back. I moved um, to Sydney. I didn't even know. Oh, darling. Look, all the best for the um, funeral on Friday. Thank you, my love. I just spent the day writing text for it. It's quite a full-on experience, mm. but I think we're in a good spot. I was just reading about him just ahead of the show because I thought I just want to go and have a look. And, they, you know, there's a bit about the funeral Online, and I was thinking, God, he's such a. I mean, I know it's sad, but he's such a beautiful, talented man. It's such a loss, and I'm so sorry for you and for his wife and all that loved him. Awful. Thanks, mate. Yeah, he he leaves a big hole, but he um. But I've had spent some really beautiful time with his wife in the last couple of days, and um, goodness, she's an incredible woman, and the way that he and her have. Uh, framed this whole moment because they knew it was coming is 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 astoundingly um, beautiful and and strong. So you know, did you know that? Did you know that? Um, oh, I wish I had it in front of me. That theatre performer who got the COVIDs and died just didn't know, but no knew of. Wow, that's dramatic. I think this is the thing that's going to happen. That as people that we know and know of start to get the COVID, hopefully it impacts people's behaviours. Looking at you, hotel yeah. in Fitzroy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. I cannot let it go, can I? No. Um, coming up just after us, it. Jono, you, would you think you'll be back next week? You might not be. I hope so. I if do not, hope so. We'll just do the whole show via telephone. It's so much better with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll answer <laughs> the phone this time. <laughs> <laughs> what an ass. That was what so an funny. Asshole. What a prick. You know what I was mm. doing? Yeah. I was, I, my phone was on silent. I was drinking wine and eating cheese with the lovely ladies that I'm staying with. <laughs> You're ace. Hey, um, I better get on with whoever's on after us. Okay. I'm going to shoot it Who off is now. On after us? It just. <laughs> 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 Who can tell? It's just like a little um. Yeah, what's a pro- I don't know who. Oh no, you know who it is. Got money. Oh, got money. Yeah, you I believe You put it's... on your bloody mask and you get home to... I will. To I'm going to do... Place. I want to do this um, pull on your Mondays thing again and then send us off to Got Money. We've been Dee and Jono and we look forward to seeing you next week. Even if it's just me, there'll be him in some capacity. Take care of yourselves, look after people and if you can help somebody else, please, for the love of God, do it and stay home. Yeah. No other messages. See you later. See ya. Slide on your Mondays and get into it. This is the D and Jono Show on Joy 94.9. The D and Jono Show, Mondays 6 till 7pm on Joy 94.9.